Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Tell Us a Good Story. Today, we have the privilege of talking to Pastor Cal Robertson, who is co-host of Lifetime Channel's number one hit TV show called Married at First Sight. Now, unfortunately, Steph is not with me right now to do this intro, but this is one of her favorite TV shows to watch. For those of you who may not be familiar with Married at First Sight, it is a reality TV series that shows total strangers getting married without knowing anything about each other. They don't even know their names ahead of time so they can go Facebook stalk each other. (laughs) So these strangers who are at least 25 years old and have never been married or had children give their full trust to Pastor Cal and the team of experts on the show to find them a compatible spouse. Then the very first time they meet is at the altar. Now, as crazy as this sounds, it's kind of like an arranged marriage here in modern day. I want you to guess what the success rate is for couples who get married on this show. Here's a hint. It is much higher than the marriage success rate on The Bachelor. Friends, you will find out that and more in this very fun conversation with Pastor Cal Robertson. I'm Kevin. And I'm Stephanie. And during our marriage, we have dealt with an electrocution, a brain tumor, brain surgery. Then doctors telling us that children were not in our future, followed by miscarriage, and then Kevin's cancer diagnosis. However, today, we live a life completely healed and restored with three healthy children who doctors said were not possible. And we're here to tell stories that inspire, give hope, and brighten your day. Welcome to Tell Us a Good Story. All right, Steph. I am going to try to be on my best behavior in this next conversation. Yes. And we've been uber excited. Oh, I'm so excited about this man. (laughs) I literally just watched him this morning while I was working out. And now I get to talk to him. I'm so excited. Friends, our next guest is a professional speaker, an acclaimed author, pastor, and marriage coach. However, he's probably best known as being a relationship expert on Lifetime's number one unscripted show, Married at First Sight. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to Tell Us a Good Story, Pastor Cal Robertson. Oh, Pastor, hey, guys. I'm so excited. <laughs> Hello, sir. Thank you for saying yes. It's my pleasure. My pleasure. I'm glad I could. We are honored to have you. And I want to confess, Steph has got me hooked on your show, Married at First Sight. Good, Steph. Yes, <laughs> we were talking earlier. I think we should put a camera on me because every episode at some point, Pastor, I'm yelling at the TV like, dude, what are you thinking? You don't say that to your new wife or dude, don't be so selfish. And so I'm literally I'm yelling at the TV. That makes two of us. I do. Yeah, too. They- <laughs> <laughs> so for listeners who may not be familiar with the show and have not watched it yet, Married at First Sight. Can you talk about what it is? Because literally, it's like kind of a modern day arranged marriage. Oh, that's good. That's exactly what it is. The show actually began, I think it was a Danish show some years ago. And uh, the the production company, Kinetic Content, sort of got the idea and Americanized it. And what happens is that we we ask people who wants to who want to be married. And we get so many. I think right to date, over 80,000 people have signed up. <sighs> to be married during the entire existence of this American show. And, but the process is not as random as it would seem. We actually do about two and a half to three months vetting of these people before we match them. You have to sign a 75-question questionnaire to even get considered. Then you have to sign answer an, a 500-question questionnaire. Oh, my gosh. And then we compile all that data. And then we, uh, um, the our casting agency, they weed through people who may be, if they have children, they're not qualified because we don't do it if you have kids. 
there's a certain age demographic that we have to stay within. And then after all that, you know, we have psychological evaluations. They go through two independent psychological evaluations. They do extensive background checks, one surface and then one deep dive. Uh, then we interview them. Then uh, they go through another evaluation, then another interview. Uh, and by the time we've done all this, I mean, we know so much about these people. And then we match them together based on uh, what they like, what they don't like. We even get pictures of their exes. <laughs> really? Yes, we get pictures of their exes. And after all this, then we sit down and uh, everyone is trying to find the absolute best matches for these couples. And the first time they meet is at the altar. Uh... Step, he just made a good point I didn't think about. They don't accept people with kids, right? Mm -hmm. Because imagine the additional drama you'd have when Stress. it's like, okay, here's your new stepdad. Yeah. Uh, what's his oh, name? Yeah. Okay, it's Bill. Okay, Bill's your new stepdad. Like, right. No. There's enough in here. Yeah, it's too much. Yeah. It's too much. Well, you want these people to succeed. Right. Exactly. And we're all pushing for them to succeed. You know, for contrary sure. to what some might believe, it's not this. <laughs> we don't set it up for drama or anything like that. We actually want people to be married. Well, they want that. That's their heart's desire, right? So you're doing everything in your power to make that happen. Like, that's the premise yeah. of the show. So can you share the story of how you actually got involved on season four of Married at First Sight and then became a regular? It's funny because my wife and I, we had been doing marriage counseling, marriage conferences for probably about eight years. And so we were doing this and we had an online presence. We were counseling people and, and, and we got a, an email an email from a, a casting agency who wanted us to help them find a couple for one of their other shows. Okay. And so we said, eh. in fact, Wendy was like, yeah, no, it's just probably just spam or something. I said, hold on, wait, let's, let's listen. Let's look at it. And so we, we contacted them and they were legit. So we had a couple who was, you know, pretty much they had decided they were going to divorce. Uh, we had tried everything and there were some serious issues. And so, we asked them if they would be interested in having one last ditch effort, free counseling, free professional counseling. They said yes. So we, so they did it. Well, the couple, while they were being filmed, kept talking about us and what we had taught them during the entire filming process. Oh, so wow. they decided that they wanted to film us having a counseling session with them. And while they were filming, uh, the cameraman was texting the, uh, the executive producer and then the executive producer called us and said, listen, I want to know more about what you guys do, et cetera, et cetera. And then after that, she came, she took us to dinner, we talked and they asked, well, you know, we can't have both of you. Will you be willing to just look at this opportunity? So I said, OK, I'll look at it. And this is what happened. <laughs> wow. I know it's kind of weird, but yeah, that's I didn't I didn't interview or what we were looking for it, but uh, it's what happened. All right, friends, let's pause this conversation here for just a moment to give you some context. Recently, Steph was binge watching season 10 of Married at First Sight on Netflix, and it included a couple by the name of Zach and Mindy. Now, Steph is about to ask Pastor Cow about this couple, which actually makes him cringe, and it's very, very funny. So I will do my best here to give you the Cliff Notes version of the drama that took place with this particular couple on the show that Steph's about to ask about. So on the show, the couples have eight weeks to decide whether or not they want to stay married. If they can't stand each other by the end of those eight weeks, they will have their marriage annulled. And unfortunately, that's what happened with this particular couple. The husband in this drama that Steph's about to ask about went by the name of Zach Justice. However, 
I would not be surprised if this dude's name in real life was actually Turd Ferguson because, <laughs> because he is one of those dudes you immediately don't like, even though you've never met him before. Zach on the show, he's a personal trainer and he's constantly walking around with his shirt off and running his hand through his hair and very much into himself. And Mindy, who he was set up with, is this beautiful, sweet woman, professional. She's in her mid 30s. And has said that she had spent all of her adult life dating the wrong guys. And she wanted to be a mom someday and have a family, but felt like time was running out. So she went to the TV show and these relationship experts to help set her up. Now, on this season of the show, Pastor Cal felt like Zach and Mindy were compatible and helped set them up to be married. However, immediately after the wedding, Zach was like, ah, you know, let's be friends, right? And <laughs> just very, very awkward. And he later then was caught flirting and making some inappropriate comments to one of Mindy's friends. And then after having a conversation with Pastor Cal, Zach even started blaming him and the relationship experts for making a mistake and setting him up with someone not attractive enough for him or someone he wasn't attracted to. Well, let's just say that didn't go over well with Pastor Cal. So what's the vetting process for the producers? Because you talked about in your interview, like you weed out the crazy people. Right. Right. So. To put it mildly. Yes. To put it mildly. Yes. And the people who are probably just want to be on TV. Oh, God. Yes. yes. Oh, Man. that's where I wanted to go with that. Okay. Pastor Cal, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lay it out there. <laughs> Please. I'm not. I wouldn't expect anything different. Okay. Washington, D.C. Oh, you know why do you have to go to Washington, D.C.? You know D. where I'm going to say, don't you? Zach. Poor Mindy. But the thing I love about you, Pastor Cal, you are all over it. And you, you're you very blunt. You're very real. Like, you don't sugarcoat this. I love that. And you basically said, are you here for TV time, Zach? Yeah. And he's like, no. And you just looked at him. You gave him the Pastor Cal look. So how do you guys... When they're married, like, what are your thoughts during that? You know, it's amazing, Steph, that once the cameras come on, I mean, people have all these grandiose ideas. Oh, yeah, I want to be married. Oh, I just want the, oh, I want the, the bunny rabbits and the rainbows. And I just want, I just want all the love that comes with it. And then when the lights come on and the cameras come on, and they lose their minds. Oh. They become different people. And that's what happened in that case. And so just like you guys are sitting there going, we're yes. doing the same thing. Yeah, I'm yelling, I'm yelling at the TV uh, at Zach. <laughs> We're like, who are these people? Yes. These are not the people we interviewed. They're just, they just lose it. Wow. So when you're in that situation, because there's two other relationship experts, right. are you guys just cringing like, oh. Like you wouldn't believe. Yes. Like when We're did we step in? each other. We're like, oh. what is happening? Did you see this? Yes. I, you know, I mean, of course, we know everything that's happening before it actually airs. I mean, yes. it's already transpired, of course, but, and we get daily reports on what's going on during the season, during the filming, you know, what's happening. And honestly, we are so much more involved than what you see on TV. Because people ask, where are the experts? Where are they? Where are they? Where are they? We talk to these people all the time. I've been up to 2 a.m. sometimes talking to people, trying to get them together. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Friends, we just want to take a moment here to say thank you to all you loyal listeners. Ah, you guys, we 
just found out that Tell Us a Good Story is now in the top 1.5% of all podcasts worldwide. And that is because of you guys sharing with your family and friends on social media and giving us positive reviews on all the podcast platforms. And if your friends ask, just tell them they can get our entire catalog of episodes at kevinandsteph.com or wherever they like to get their podcasts. Thank you guys so much for listening to Tell Us a Good Story. So with playing Cupid in real life, literally, uh, that's what you're doing. Uh, pretty much. What is the toughest thing to get right or the toughest thing when matching somebody? Because there's a lot of stuff that you can't get on a questionnaire. You can't get from a mental evaluation. So what's one of the things that come up that you're like, okay, we couldn't prepare for that? Oh, wow. That's a great question. One thing I guess probably is when people present them their best selves, mm-hmm. if there was some kind of way that we could, you know, see them outside of, you know, just the formal interview. I mean, we ask all the time, please be your honest self, be your best self. If we could just see who the person is behind the facade, you know, and see who are you really, you know, and that it's going to, it would take so much more time uh, for us to actually find out who they are. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. If I could find that out, I probably would, we probably have a better success rate than just a, <laughs> 12, 13 couples that we have, but... Right. Because it's, uh, it's tough to see how people react to stress. Yes. Right? Yes. Like, in exactly. real time, when they're in a stressful situation, you never know how they're going to react exactly. in that moment. Exactly. You're absolutely right. You, you just don't. You, just, you don't. I mean, we've seen that. You mentioned Zach. Zach's not a bad person. No, no. He's not, he's not a bad person. I think anyone from that season that I don't want to talk about, they're not bad. <laughs> They're not bad people, <laughs> okay? But just, and Mindy, bless her heart, Mindy is the most awesome human being I've ever met. She is absolutely wonderful. Mm-hmm. But uh, Zach is, you know, he, he's one of these, a prime example of one who just lost his mind when the camera came on. Yeah. Okay. So we had Mrs. World on recently and she talked oh. about what are those called? Ideograms? Enneagrams. Enneagrams. Yeah, yeah. Do you do that at all? Is that or, part of the vetting where yes. you're trying to match people with you know opposites attract or an Enneagram with their personalities and you set them up based on that? Yeah. Do you do anything like that? We don't. You know, we do all we do all these analyses of I mean you should see it. I mean, we have charts and what have you. Oh, Kevin, that's right up your alley. And it, it's it's a lot of stuff. And then we look at their compatible differences. So I guess we do look at some qualities that are opposite. For instance, if one person is an introvert, we don't want to find another introvert. They don't want another introvert. They want someone who can bring them out of their shell. Yep. So we definitely do some, some comparisons like that. So Okay. So I have told several young men that how you propose matters. I have seen and heard so many terrible stories about how young men propose. And so... The first question, I, I learned this in my, my early 20s, right? When I saw all of our friends getting engaged and married, it was always, the first question is, can I see the ring? The second question was always, how did he propose? Okay. Right. And you want to give your future spouse a good story to share. So do you have any good stories from over 20 years of counseling, oh, wow. either good marriage proposal stories or things that went wrong, I guess, an awkward marriage proposal story? Oh my gosh, man. Uh one story that comes to mind, there was this couple that we counseled. Uh, oh, they're just such a lovely couple. We still keep in contact with them. We did premarital counseling. They wanted counseling before they got engaged. So we counseled them to see if they were compatible to even get engaged. Okay. 
And then they wanted counseling to see if they were compatible to be married. And so then we counseled them for that. And uh, this is the first one that comes to mind is that he wanted to surprise her. So he took her on a picnic and it was just picturesque, this idyllic park with rolling hills and everything. And, and, but he forgot to film it. He's like, how's anybody going to see this? You know, it was so beautiful. He had everything set up. He did not know that during that time when he was proposing for her, there was a guy somewhere. There was some other event. He was just out bird watching or something. And he actually caught the entire thing on film. <laughs> what? <laughs> he caught the entire thing on film. And, and, you know, it just immortalized their whole proposal. That was, a, that was very cool. It was so beautiful. He keeps those pictures today. That's the first thing that comes to mind. I don't know why. Like, you know, stuff like that. It's like, okay, that wasn't by accident. No, it was not. Yeah, right, exactly. All right, Steph, I've got a question for you. What's your favorite book of all time? Uh, obviously, you met her where? Oh, I thought you were going to say the Bible. Oh, oops. <laughs> oh. So what's your second favorite book of all time? You met her where? <laughs> <laughs> a distant second. Totally distant. It's a pretty good book. Sorry, God. It's still a pretty, pretty good was. book. But we're so excited. Where can people get our book, honey? Okay, I know this. Uh, Amazon.com. Yes. Barnes & Noble. Yes, and? And our website, KevinStuff.com. And, and what happens if they buy it off our website? <gasps> what do they get? Uh, an autograph from us. Yes. Who wouldn't want that? So, listeners, if you've already read the book, thank you so much. We've had such good feedback. One thing that helps us, if you can give us a review on Amazon.com, we would greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much, and thank you for listening. All right, Pastor, for all of our guests, I like to give a list of fun facts so listeners will have an understanding of of what you've done, what you've accomplished, and Steph is not aware of any of these, okay? Okay. So I don't know if I am either. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so for this very first fun fact... Pastor, you're going to have to brace yourself from Steph's authentic reaction. Okay. Okay? So, Steph, here we go. Pastor Cal has dedicated nearly three decades to public speaking, teaching, relationship building. He holds a bachelor's degree in theology from Oakwood University, Mm -hmm. a master's of divinity from Andrews University in Michigan. Then, brace yourself, Pastor, Pastor Cal got a law degree from Columbus, Ohio's Capital University. Shut up! (laughs) Which is the same school where Steph graduated from. Oh, shut up. With her nursing degree. Steph, you went to Capitol. I went to Capitol. In Bexley. Yes. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yes. Nursing. Yes. That's awesome. That is so awesome. When were you there? Oh, my gosh. I was at at Capitol in... uh, 1990. Thank you. Good job, Kevin. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. Nineteen ninety. Now, mind you, one correction on that: I didn't graduate. I quit. Okay. Oh, okay. I, I quit. I hated law school. <laughs> you have no I idea the, the amount of hate I had for law school. <laughs> yeah, I did a year and a half. I said I'm out of here. Your dad. Oh man. So yeah, he was in Columbus in Bexley oh, yeah. for wow. a year and a half of his life. That's crazy. <laughs> Were you married at the time? I was. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. I lived on, I pastored a church downtown Columbus on Oak Street, 18th and Oak. Really? Downtown. I lived in Dublin, Ohio. Yes. Yep. You know the area. Oh, this, sure. You guys are like my home people. Yeah. That's not close to Bexley. So you had, you you had, had a little drive. bit of a drive then. It was a little drive. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Okay. So speaking of nurses, uh-huh. 
Pastor Cal's wife, Wendy, was a practicing nurse Aww. for many years before they got married in 2009. She's still a nurse? No, she's not. She okay. was a nurse for years. And, uh, oh, God, that's a whole different story because she actually was on her way to be a nurse practitioner and oh. gave it up so we could do this. I, and mm. I, I said, you don't have to, babe. No, please. She said, no, I want to. This is my calling. Mm. So uh, we do this together now, and this is it. She and Pastor Cal travel internationally, conducting marriage conferences, boot camps, and seminars. They reside in Atlanta, Georgia, and have a combined three adult children. So what made you two get involved with marriage counseling? Okay, we actually, we're both, we both got married, first of all, very young, and that was a failure. So we're second timers. Our first marriages were very young, were very inexperienced, very dumb. And when we met each other, we wanted to... Um, the one thing we want to do is we want to teach people that marriage can be successful because immediately after we met each other, we were like, oh, wow, this is nothing like what we went through. And so we got together and we said, one thing we want to do is we want to find out what do we want to do in our marriage? It's something we counsel people to do now. Find out what your goal is in marriage. What is your marriage goal? Happiness is not a goal. Happiness is a byproduct of a goal. So we found out what our goal was. We wanted to help other couples who were experiencing what we experienced. We want to show them the pain of divorce. We want to show them the joy of success. We hadn't been married. We had been married within the within our first year. We had a marriage conference. Wow. Within our first year of marriage, we had about 10 couples come together. And we did a mini conference, which turned into a six-week conference, a six-week six -week seminar. Uh, I had been married. I had been uh, counseling couples for years prior to that. I've, I've done it since I've been pastoring for 30 some years. But what happened was that we did this conference and we had people who actually came to the conference with divorce papers signed, mm. literally signed, dropped it in front and said, can you help us? This is it. This is my last hope. This is our last hope. And so we said, OK, fine. So all we did, we told our story. We told our story. Uh, I used all the years that I've talked to couples and counseled, my education, my background. We went and we just tore all the, the, the skin off, all the levels off. We were completely open and honest about everything. That couple has been married now about 22 years. They still keep in contact with us. They're doing incredibly. And there are so many success stories. So from that point, we said, hey, this is it. This is what we ought to be doing. And so that's how we continued. And we just kept doing conferences, kept doing seminars and counseling privately. And it became what we're doing now. Mm. So he gave a fun fact earlier. As of January 2021, Married at First Sight had over 70,000 people to be set up with a spouse. He just mentioned now it's over 80,000. Mm -hmm. And that is sight unseen, right? Which is shocking to me, right? Well, that it just shows how away. many people want that companionship they want to rely on someone else and just be together okay what are your thoughts on all of these like tinder dating, and dating sites and what <laughs> okay your face just gave it away <laughs> listen you know look, look I'm, I'm old school okay i'm old school and here here's the okay let me start over they're positives and they're negatives uh-huh dr pepper who's on the show with me yes little known fact she met her husband online. Really? Really? Yes, yes. And it was uh, it was some, some years ago, almost 20 years ago, I think. But yes, she met her husband online. And uh, they're doing great. They, they're in a, a very, very happy marriage. Uh, so there are some positives. I think the last statistic I heard was that about roughly about 19% of marriages now are from online. Oh, my gosh. Uh, wow. 
And so there, there are positives. Here's the downside. It makes you very superficial, you know, because all you're doing is you're looking at, you're swiping, eh, I don't like the way she looks, eh, I don't like the way he looks, eh, you know, eh, I don't know. I think it takes away from the from the gravitas, from the depth, from the seriousness of the relationship, you know, where people actually sat down in front of each other and talked and, and got to know each other as opposed to just dismissing people. And I think for guys, it makes them feel disposable to some degree. Mm. Mm-hmm. All right, Steph, I want you to guess the rate. Oh. Okay. So what is the success rate of Married at First Sight? What do you think the success rate is <gasps> on the show? This is through season 12. Take a wild guess. I'm going to say, I sh- okay, because I'm kind of confused. Wild guess, here. what percentage? 19%. Th- 30. Oh, that's 30%, Pastor. Okay. So okay. Through the first 12 seasons, there were 44 couples. Okay. 29 divorced, two marriages were annulled following their time on the show. Uh huh. Okay. Now, 30%. So that's good, sight unseen. All right. The rate is actually double what The Bachelor is. So as of March this year, there have been 25 seasons of The Bachelor. Four couples are still together. Of those four, two of those couples were formed at the after the final rose ceremony, where the guy dumped the female and went with the runner up. Wow. So that is 16% mm-hmm. versus the 30 on Married at First Sight. Look at you, Pastor Cal. It actually works. It, I think it's great because I mean, for all the, you know, the, 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 the criticism or questions that we get, we, are the, we have the best statistics, uh, you know, the, the most success in any marriage show. You know, someone said 90 Day Fiance, but eh, they're already <laughs> married by the right. time they get on the show. Yeah. Right. For us, yeah, we have the best uh, statistic, the best rate. Here's the thing. I would love to have the responsibility of choosing a spouse for our kids. Would okay? you? But I would not want to give someone else that task. I wouldn't want to delegate this to somebody I know mm. or I don't know yeah. to right. do that responsibility for my kids. Right. So I think that would be tough if I didn't know Pastor Cal yeah. to be like, hey, Pastor Cal, choose a spouse for my child. And parents find it very difficult. Do they? I bet. Oh Do you God. have any issues with parents on the show? Like afterwards? Oh, yeah. Do you? <laughs> oh, yeah. So I've had parents to call me. Oh, my God. I had one parent. You talk about good stories. I had one parent. I can't tell you that. I can't tell you whose parent it is. Oh, that's fine. One, <laughs> but I had one parent who called me and he said, um, so you want to marry my daughter? You, I, no, I don't want to marry your daughter. But no, you, you want to get my daughter married? No, I don't want to get her married. She wants to get married. Okay, fine. So first of all, you call yourself a pastor? I said, yes. He said, how can you be a pastor and do this kind of foolishness? He tried everything he could to discredit me, discredit what we're doing. He said, and then he asked the question, he said, what about your kids? Would you let your kids do this? And I thought about it. And I said, you know what? Yes. If I were doing the matchmaking, absolutely I would. <laughs> yes. And I said, and secondly, I would trust my, and this is what really got him. I know he got angry after this. I said, I would trust my children with what I have taught them. I would trust the fact that I have taught them enough to make good decisions. Have you done the same? Mm, boom. Drop the mic. <laughs> <laughs> he was silent. But consequently, the, the couple is very successful and they're very happy. That's awesome. I would like to talk to him now to see, yeah, nah, 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 nah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, 
if I were choosing our kids' uh-huh. spouses, I would have such an intense vetting process. It would probably include oh, like gosh. feats of strength. <laughs> it would like, <laughs> like all kinds of shenanigans. I know, right? Right. <laughs> If you like what you hear, please tell someone about us. As soon as this episode is over, go tell your spouse, your closest friend, a parent, a coworker, or share one of our posts on social media. However, if you don't like what you're hearing, please do not. Don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone. Don't tell anybody. Just disregard this message. Don't worry about it. Forget about us. Yep. Go on with your merry day. And to get more information about us or our entire catalog of episodes, be sure to check us out at kevinandsteph.com. Thank you for listening to Tell Us a Good Story. All right, Steph, final fun fact. Pastor Cal started his transition to working on relationships when he published his critically acclaimed book, The Gospel of Nonsense, in 2012. Then, in September of 2021, last year, Pastor Cal released his second book titled Marriage Ain't for Punks. Pastor, can you please tell us what this new book is about? Oh, wow. Marriage Ain't for Punks is pretty much a um, just a, a conglomeration of all that we've We've learned and what, what I've taught and what my wife has taught over the last probably, well, 14 years for us and roughly 20 years for me. It's a very open, very vulnerable understanding of what marriage is and what it is not. We're very raw in the book. Um, I don't pull any punches whatsoever. Every story is told from a narrative form where we, we where I actually recount maybe a familiar story that I've encountered during these last 20 so years. And then I do the, an application after the story um, as to how I would have counseled that couple or what I did to counsel those couples. And it's, I mean, we're getting some really great reviews on it. So it's, it's really exciting. And um, I talked with a, a marriage counselor recently who said this is his go-to. For anyone who um, whoever wants to be married, you know, whenever he does premarital counseling, he gives them the book. So, and so many people have said that. So, I'm really, really proud and really happy and thankful, you know, that it's been such an impact. Pastor Cal, you are phenomenal at what you do. Wow. You're so good at the show. You're so real. And oh, just so like I said earlier, people sugarcoat just because they don't want to step on people's feelings or they don't want to hurt people, and you're just basically real like tell no, them no, no, what no. they need to hear yes not want to hear yes yeah. and that's so yeah. i think a lot of people in this day and age need that like Absolutely. no i would agree yeah so you're just so good and just oh, please keep you. it up and do bless what you're you. doing because you're a blessing that's yes. for sure. oh, bless your heart thank you so much mm-hmm. thank you guys i appreciate this well listeners for more information about pastor cal you can go to his instagram page at i am calvin robertson Also, you can get his book titled Marriage Ain't for Punks on his personal website at calvinroberson.com or on Amazon. And listeners, we will put all these links in our show notes and on our website so you can just click right on it and go to it. Perfect. So, Pastor Cal, last thing. So, we have a 10, 6, and 4-year-old right now, okay? (laughs) Two daughters and and a 4-year-old son. But down the road, I think I'm going to need you. I was telling Steph, I would love to be able to call it Pastor Cal and be like, okay, here's our daughter. Here's her knucklehead boyfriend. What do you think? And then Patrick, I'll be like, no, nah, I don't think that's a match. And then we can be like, no. hey, sorry, honey. I, I told you. I'm not going to say I told you so, but that's God funny. doesn't agree. So that's funny. I, I, actually did that with, I actually did that with my daughter, who's, uh, who's 20, 22, just turned 22. And I told her for the longest that this guy is no good. <laughs> this guy, but daddy's in college. So what? He's no good for you. 
you will live to regret this, right? They dated for a little while, and then he did some ridiculous thing. She came back to him and she said, Dad, you're right. Oh. <laughs> you're like, honey, I do this for a living. Yes. I kind of know these things, yes. right? That's funny. But God bless you, sir. Thank oh, you thank so you much so for saying yes to yes, us. Yes, you're thank wonderful. You. You, and you guys are awesome. You guys, and you guys have a, a, just incredible chemistry between the two of you, which is very refreshing to see. Oh, Thanks, thank you. Pastor Cal. Friends, we want to encourage you to please follow us wherever you listen to this, whether it's on the Apple Podcast app, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or one of the other platforms. You guys, it's completely free. And while you're there, feel free to give us a rating or a nice review. Thank you for listening to Tell Us a Good Story.